I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. What's up, everybody? Jay Pitts here, broker owner at Remax Premier Properties and your host of the resource Real Talk About Louisville Real Estate podcast. Uh, coming to you alive and well on day number, I am not sure, of the 2020 coronavirus pandemic quarantine from my basement. I just wrapped a an amazing roundtable with our brokerage. We are continuing to uh, keep our brokerage services together. I know I've been a little bit missing in action in terms of episodes, uh, but I wanted to come to you today. It's Friday the 17th. And this week on the podcast, we're going to bring you an episode, an interview that I recorded just yesterday with a good friend of mine, Mr. Matt Hoagland, on his podcast, The Hoaglist. Talk about uh, the impending recession, where the market's at, inventory, and a lot of good things. So without further ado, here it is, and uh, we'll be back to talk to you real soon. Thanks for listening. All right, dude, I think we're we're live now. So anyway, um, hey, everybody, this is Matthew Hoagland, team lead of the Hoagland Real Estate Group at Remax Premier Properties. Uh, most of you may know uh, that I started a podcast uh, at the towards the end of last year in 2019. Um, and Jay Pitts was actually my uh, my first guest. And we uh, just kind of spoke about a potential recession and kind of what that meant. Um, so anyway, Jay is uh, is my broker owner of uh, and he's of Remax Premier Properties. I meant to say that he's a he's a good mentor to me, but um, he's uh, just somebody I have a lot of respect for. Uh, partly the or I guess the biggest reason that I that I joined his brokerage in 2016. Uh, just somebody that to help lead uh, through times like this. And Jay, just thank you so much for for coming on. Sure. Absolutely, man. Happy to talk always. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we know you're a talker and hopefully uh, we don't get any mentions of TikTok videos and, and all that kind of no, stuff. No, it's TikTok. Actually, no, TikTok. It's really, really good to see you, dude. Like, I know I get to see you in well, real it's, people, but It's kind of funny, man. Like, I mean, it's been, what, six weeks now? And um, it's, yeah, kind of, it's kind of hard. I don't know. It's kind of hard to conceptualize that. Like, sometimes I, w- I want to pinch myself or, w- you know, think I'm going to wake up from all of this. But right. It's real life, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. Well, and the good thing for us, man, I'm, I'm telling you, the show is still going on. Um, and I'm just, I'm really thankful for that, um, just to be able to still do business. And, and I know that you and Jen and the rest of the group is, is doing things to, to make it easy for us. Um, so, like, yeah, thank you for that as well. Um, so our first episode, I just said, talking about recession. Well, we're here. Yeah. I mean, for, for how long, you know, how long? Well, I, I don't know. That That's a great question. Um, you know, one of the things that I did very early on when we were still tr- trying to really just understand and conceptualize what we were dealing with was I, I tried to do my best to put out information to the rest of the, 
the brokerage, you know, Remax Premier Properties, we've got, you know, approaching 60 agents, a lot of them highly successful, um, you know, practitioners such as yourself, people, leaders of people. Um, we're kind of a group of teams and, you know, leaders need information. And so I've always been incredibly humbled that a lot of you look to me as a mentor and, you know, put value in what I, in what I think. So I think with that comes a lot of responsibility, responsibility to get to the root of an issue and an uncertain time information really is powerful. It's always powerful, but incredibly uh, impactful in times like this. So what does that mean? Um, you know, how long is this going to last? Nobody knows, but we got to guess. Uh, what are the outcomes? What are the minor shifts and changes that we can make to keep ourselves moving forward? Yeah. Um, should we lose our heads? The answer is obviously to that is no. I've spent a lot of time uh, talking to our people and and hoping to make sure they understand one thing, uh, and that is if you do lose your head, you forfeit your opportunity. Um, to take advantage of what comes next. Uh, we know that the industry is over, a bit overpopulated with real estate agents. Um, and therefore, at the bottom, you see like that graph kind of really spreads out, right? Like we're kind of like, you know, up here in this apex, but down here, there's a whole lot of agents doing a very few number, you know, amount of deals. Those are the agents that get pushed out of the business by something like this. And um, well, I think it's because you know, the headspace, you're just, you're, you're touching on the headspace that. is a big, it's a big part of it, man. And, but what, what I want for people like you and, and the other amazing agents that we work with is I want you to keep your cool. I want you to keep your composure. I want you to keep serving your clients at a high level. And this might give you an opportunity to serve even more clients at a high level. And because those, those people that are doing business with these agents out here on the curve, um, they're, they're going to be they're going to be without an agent potentially. I've, I've heard as, you know, as, as many as 15 or 20% of our real estate agents here in Louisville, because a lot of people don't know this, but your, your license renewal, your errors and omissions insurances do, or premiums are due and your, your board of realtors do dues were right around the same time that all this happened. Right. So, you know, I think, I think probably those that were on the fence took that as an opportunity to save the cash and move on to another career. Yeah. So, um, I, I know that didn't quite answer your question at large about the economy, but but I think it does speak to residential real estate. Um, what what I will say about residential real estate is all the same things are true, and re residential real estate is typically a healer of the economy. Um, a lot of people have forgotten that because two thousand eight it was the cause of a recession. Right. Um, but in the five recessions prior, uh, home home values actually increased, you yeah. know, on average about 5% during a recession. So there we are. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm really encouraged. And I know that you follow those guys as well at Keeping Current Matters. They've got a lot of good information that they put out about yeah. the housing market. Um, you know, I know you dive probably a little bit deeper than most um, into stats and the economy and all the different factors, which again, thank you for that. So, you know, you're, you're definitely a sounding board for that, but, uh, something that I saw that came out and I've shared it quite a few times is 
the and I'm just going to read it verbatim. So historic. This comes from a consulting firm. They're actually one of the top uh, U.S. housing analysis firms that are out there uh, at John Burns Consulting. But historic analysis shows us that pandemics are V-shaped, so sharp recessions that recover quickly. Um, and so the thing that I'm encouraged by is I've been. I, I think I texted this to you to you not too long ago. But listings have consistently stayed between 2,600 and 2,700 um, on the MLS for the last five weeks. Like I look at it at least six times a, a week. And for me, what that tells me is I know that we're, we've lost some buyers because of job loss and, and things like that. But we're also losing sellers because they're holding off. So what that tells me is we're still in that seller's market. We're still selling things. I mean, I'm seeing that obviously for myself, but, um, and then what's going to happen is all of these people that are holding off selling, uh, when this is over, it's going to blow up in my opinion. I, I think that we're going to see an out, an outrageous amount of homes come to market when people get more comfortable. Um, and we're still, you know, the buyers, the buyers are still there and new people are coming to market all the time. Sorry, that was a little rambling, but no, no, I, dude, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I listed a house yesterday for actually it was the day before 239,000 in Fern Creek. And we had seven showings and it sold in under multiple offers in a single day. Yeah. I think you're within, a, so the market median price for housing for residential real estate in, in Louisville, Kentucky is right around 200,000. If you're between 100 and 300, $100,000 on either side, um, that's the norm. If you yeah. get a little outside that, it, you, you're, it's still pretty active. If you get up above four or 500,000, things slow down pretty substantially. Right. Um, but, but even there, even at those price points, if it's compelling, if there's a good value, there's a buyer for it. Yeah. There is still a, an extremely short supply of, of property for sale. It's not a buyer's market. I don't know that we'll ever see a buyer's market as we used to define it again. Well, you um, know, and it's so funny you say that because since I've started, you know, I've only seen the market go this way. Sellers markets, yeah. Well, I was always I always joke with some people when we're having hard times finding houses. Like, you know, I'm like, man, I just I would like to see a day where I can go out on a Saturday and show somebody ten houses. And they're going, they're going to pick one and they're just going to be able to get it. <laughs> I know you're just, you're saying you don't think we're going to see that. I don't think, I don't think we'll ever be there. I can give you a couple, I can give you some information on that if you'd like. I mean, it's not about the, the, the economy at large as a result of COVID-19, but, um, but there's some universal truths, right? Okay. So, so here, here, here's a couple of universal truths. There are 65 million plus or minus Gen X or, um, uh, baby boomers in the baby boomer generation. Those people are entering retirement. Their peak earning years are in their past. They uh, have nice homes, generally speaking. A lot of them paid for, um, at least at, at the very minimum, a substantial amount of equity. But uh, they're not necessarily in locations where, um, you know, today's most powerful buyer wants to be, and they're certainly not in the condition that today's most powerful buyer wants them in. Right. So the downsizing in mass that was expected from the baby boomer generation isn't happening. 
they're aging in place, modifying existing homes, you know, et cetera. Right. So what you're seeing is still the trend of retraction, right? So sprawl is not happening. And here in Louisville, you don't see quite as many sales in LaGrange. You don't see quite as many sales in Spencer County. You know, Northern Bullet is still active. You know, Western Oldham County is still pretty active. Jefferson County is really, really active. Um, so today's buyer is the millennial generation or the youngest of the Gen X. And there's 70 million of those. Okay. They're entering their, their peak earning years. They're fa- forming families and having children and moving into the more expensive, you know, the most expensive homes that they'll ever buy, but they don't want the house that the baby boomer needs to sell. So, and new construction has not kept pace. Right. Okay. With the growth of the market over the last 10 years, probably Um, maybe longer, maybe 12 years. And so what you have is this, this really, really like distinct shortage in inventory. You have a lot of flips. You see people adding on, putting second floors on homes in desirable parts of town, you know, tearing the roof off and building a second story. I mean, you see crazy stuff like that, right? You see, you know, also simultaneously, the millennials, they don't want to spend a lot of their time renovating, a com- completely renovating a home. Well, they, Now, they there's some industrious, there's some industrious millennials, but most of them don't want to do that. Yeah, most of them are, you know, I, and I tell that a lot of times to sellers that are in those price points where most of your, you know, let's, let's spend a couple thousand dollars. It's going to make a ten to $15,000 difference. This money that I'm telling you to spend because these yeah. are the people buying your house. And, and it, it worked like it, and they see it, they see the value in that, you know, once we go to market. Um, so anyway, absolutely, so, man. So, so what, what's going to happen is that's going to keep inventory short for the foreseeable future. Well, and that's so that, you know, ultimately is going to end up being good for sellers and, you know, yeah. um, and that, so, you know, five months ago, dude, you and I were on my podcast, you know, talking and we said we knew a recession because I went back and listened to it. We knew a recession was coming. We didn't know when. Um, we didn't think it was going to be, it didn't feel like it was 2020 that was going to happen. But, and, and it also didn't come the way that any of us probably could have, have thought with a pandemic. So, yeah. All that being said, though, I still feel like, you know, and you may not remember most of that call, but I still feel like no, I do. the market is, is kind of what we expected it to be. It's pretty good, isn't it? All things considered. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, there are there are people hurting, so I don't I don't want to be uh, insensitive to to that. There are real estate agents out there that are really struggling, and um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I here's the thing. I thought it was 2021. I think that's what we talked about. Yeah. I think it was post 2020 election. Right. That that I think some artificial forces would have kept the market good through the election if they could have. Nobody foresee, foresaw a pandemic. Um, you know, it's very different than we expected, but it's here. And so we got to deal with it. Yes. It's I mean, you're talking you're talking between 20. I've heard as much as 40 percent GDP loss in Q2 of this year. Uh, but I've also heard forecasted double digit percentage points growth in Q3 and Q4 of this year. So there's that, there's that V-shaped recovery 
right. you know, that you're talking about V-shaped recession. We'll still probably technically be in recession at the end of the year because of the Q2 losses. Um, you know, the stock market dropped to 19,000 from 29. And I haven't checked it today, but I think it was in the 23,000 range as of yesterday. Um, you know, that represents, you know, 6,000 of 29 represents, you know, a pretty substantial loss. That's a 20, almost 21% loss. Um, you know, 10% losses are not uncommon right. from, from bull markets. So this is double that. And I think the market may continue to climb if you continue to hear news of reopening. Um, which is kind of kind of what the narrative has started to become. Um, so what you know, if you have a if you have a seller that is concerned about coming to the market right now because of the 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 pandemic, um, you know, one the the way that I see this is it's also could be an opportune time to sell because other people are holding off. And, and again, I, I'm suggesting this, you got to be okay with letting people in your house and being okay with the measures that we're taking, you know, of course, but it also could be an opportunity to, to go ahead and come to market before everybody else who's waiting, you know, because we still have that high percentage of buyers. You just gave a good reference for, you know, a listing going up seven showings and being sold. Like yep. pull that going on and it could be a, an opportunity for a seller to, to take advantage of that. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you like wh to clarify what their concern is. Obviously if their health is their concern, then you don't want to be put in the house on the market. Yeah, if, if you're not concerned about the precautions being, being, you know, with the precautions that can be taken, uh, if you're not concerned terribly with showing your home, you're not someone with, you know, uh, comorbidity, you know, issues that, you know, will make COVID-19 substantially more um, impactful to you right. your, and your personal health, then, then I think it's actually quite a good time to list, um, you know, if you're setting aside the health concern. Well, absolutely. And that's obviously not something that we're all pushing, like list your house now. Like, No, no, of course not. There's got to be some kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just some kind of sensitivity to that, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. As professionals, that's our, that's our utmost sensitivity. That's the thing we're most concerned with. Yeah. The, the thing about, the thing about listing right now, Matt, that, you know, I don't even know, maybe we have, we haven't discussed it. Maybe you have considered it. And I certainly would want your listeners, you know, who are potential sellers to hear this. I see, no, I see literally other than health, no downside you have. And, and I know we've been saying this for a decade, but this really is like the most historically low rates, like almost impossibly low. Yeah. So rates are low. So affordability is high. That's one. Number two, inventory is in as short a supply as it will ever come. Right. Okay, it was already low and now it's artificially low because people pull their homes off the market considering that there are health issues at, at bay. So so there's even less inventory than there was. Third, 
if your house doesn't sell, you have the perfect excuse for why it didn't sell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so literally, what is your downside? I don't know that there is a downside. You know, there is no stigma associated with, with not achieving success right now. So, you know, now you need to understand that, you know, if it's not compelling, it's not selling. That's important, an important distinction to understand. So you can't just like shoot the moon on price. But if you've got a good product that's looking um, to kind of, you know, grab some eyeballs and maybe get some multiple party interest and drive price up, now's a great time for that. Yeah. Oh, good deal. Well, I don't, uh, man, I, I just appreciate you coming on here um, just to talk a little bit about the market and kind of what you're, what you're seeing and your thoughts. And obviously I uh, respect your opinion. And, um, dude, it's just, like I said, it's just good to see you, man. It's been, been too it's, long. It's, it's, it's bizarre, right? Like we're, we're, I, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Before we go, are you enjoying yourself being at home a little bit? I'll tell you what it's for me and my wife. It's, a, it's expectations, man. You got, if, if yeah. fun, when the expectations are set and met because yeah. You fall and the weather needs to be good. It needs to be a little better too, but it's getting there. Um, but I'm enjoying myself, man. I mean, you, you have, you have video evidence of me enjoying myself. Yeah, um, I do. I do. I do have some video evidence, but, and if you haven't checked out uh, Matt Hoagland realtor on TikTok, he is the, he is a good follow. I don't know what your handle is. I just know you send me all your videos. So. Um, <laughs> I do not. Pub, I do not put those pro, uh, publicly when I. Oh, those are not public. Man, okay. See, I just hyped you, and now everybody's going to be disappointed. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. no, I am. I am, I am sincerely enjoying myself. Um, you know, and I'm sure your listeners know if if, if they know you that this industry makes us move a hundred miles an hour. And this is a forced kind of contraction and slowdown and business is still going pretty well, uh, thankfully for, for us. And, uh, but I'm really enjoying the time with the family, man. I really, I really am, you know, this too shall pass, right? This, this will all be over one day and we'll be talking about this over beers one day about remember that time in 2020 where we sat at home for six weeks, but, um, it's, it's been cool. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And I, you, you hit the nail on the head there with the, you know, for me, it's forced me to slow down. Like I don't feel in a rush to do it, everything, but we're still, you know, our team's still selling houses and things are done. And um, yeah, I, I've played a lot of games with my kids that I usually wouldn't sit down and do. And yeah, it's, get the it's, COVID facial hair and the COVID haircut. I, I'm, <laughs> My so, wife is going to cut my hair for the second time tomorrow. That's good. She did a good job, man. Oh, did a good job the first time. It's not bad at all. But yeah, keep that beard. It looks good. I'm going to try. I'm going to see how it goes. Up close, I'm afraid it doesn't look as good, but we'll see. It's good for it's good for Zoom calls. Oh, for sure, for sure. I feel like I got to like I've been pumping you up too much in this video. I feel like I need to like <laughs> you got to tear me down a little bit. I need to tear you down. It's all right. I won't get a big head. I promise. I, I know. All right, dude. Hey, thanks again, man. I appreciate you. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you tomorrow at Roundtable. Absolutely. We'll be there. See you, brother.